Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Second Estate. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Sarah Bayer. I'm Hannah Seymour, and in today's episode, we're discussing Constance, Constance Wu's recent press tour for her new book, Making a Scene, the controversial SNL guys, SNL Try Guys sketch, and the latest episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, as well as their recent antics. I really struggled to spit that fucking... That's all right. Throw out just then. This is the second time, time we've done, done this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, everyone. We had to start again. Um, we had to start it's again because okay. I have shit Wi-Fi where I am. I'm in um, Port Douglas. Uh, yeah. So if um, hard life. Yeah, it is hard life. If you're watching yeah. right now, um, I'm outside and then like the like the camera you can't really see, it's really blown out in the zoom camera Hannah but in the other camera it's like the beach is behind me so there's all these people oh. on the beach um just like running kids like having a good time so like if if there's just intermittent f- screaming uh that's, that's what that why. is yeah I do like that there's palm trees yeah yeah no it's nice yeah it's very um tropical it's very tropical <laughs> It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On your like, but your like quarterly, but Port Douglas trip that you yeah. seem to go on now. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, um, I am working on this trip though. So yeah. Okay. You know, no, nah, but it's still good. It's good there to work. There are worse places to work from. Fact. Today's yeah. office. Literally though. Yeah. I just, you should have Instagrammed that. Yeah. I think I sent something to you about it. So my sister's cat is just doing something very odd. This is uh, good. This is good for people this, as an audio platform. It's really good um, when we just sort of visually react to things going on around yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> True. No, he, he was just doing something weird um, and I was making a face. Anyway, yeah. we did have some things to touch on at the beginning of the episode. Uh, yeah. One is that uh, Chris Colfer, who played, um, oh, my God, who did he play? Kurt in yeah. Glee. Has he was on like a he's doing a radio interview and the interviewers were like oh you're gonna go see Leah Michelle and Funny Girl on Broadway and he was like no thanks I could be triggered at home, um which is quite funny that is funny uh, it is funny and it's telling about his experience with yeah. Leah Michelle on Glee uh obviously that has no impact on whether or not we are going to go see of Leah Michelle in Funny Girl but she never triggered me a nice so. tidbit yeah neither um yeah oh nice also what I have to say what I have to say that. I have a fucking new cough, um, which when we originally started recording the episode before everything went wrong with the internet, um, uh, it's not like me to have be sick because I don't, I don't, gotta, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, <laughs> I thought maybe I can't be the bothered. internet was breaking no, up. I just a couldn't, no, you stop. were just skipping I just over it. I couldn't be bothered. Okay. But yeah, basically. Okay. I'm sick I made again. a joke. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I made a joke about Sarah's cough having a renaissance. Yeah. So you said it's a new cough. It's not the same cough having a renaissance. It's a new one. We also spoke about her potentially having COVID, but how COVID doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, exactly. And you can't get COVID if you don't get tested. So. Hey. There you go. And that's a really good lesson I want you all to take away. Yeah. And you bet this episode gets flagged on Spotify now. Yeah, it will. If anything, if you take anything from this episode, please take that. You can't have COVID if you don't get tested. <laughs> this will be the next thing that we'll get fucking in trouble for, for sure. It's a joke. It's a joke. I know. It's a joke. That's what Some Dave Chappelle's been jokes. saying, Hannah. <laughs> I'll get in trouble for that as well. <laughs> anyway. Nah. I didn't say it. People would have to people would have to actually listen to our podcast that's for us to get so in trouble. True. <laughs> anyway, oh, that's true. kidding. That's a joke, actually, also because we do have a few listeners. Some of you, yeah, a couple of you. No, no, we gave you guys a big shout out last. Yeah. Time. Did I say on this recording the thing about if there's people screaming? Or was that on the past one? Yes, it was on this recording. Okay. I wow. I also have dementia as well as a cough. No, Um, it's okay. It's all blurring into one. It Um, is. Should we start? I guess so. This preamble is not that entertaining today. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Did you have something else to say? No, I didn't. Do we have it? Oh, no, I did have something else to say. While I was doing the research for this episode, I was listening to the Newsboys, um, the Christian rock band that we're both obsessed with. Mm -hmm. And they are so good. Their music hits. Like, there is nothing that hits better than God's Not Dead. 
nothing. God's not dead, dead he's surely alive. It's so Living good. Living on the inside. Um, yeah, they were also originally Australian, which is one yeah. of my favourite facts. I yeah. don't think any of the members are Australian anymore. I oh, think what they're a shame. all American. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But they started in Australia, so... I'd go to a Newsboys concert in a heartbeat. I fucking love Same. them. They're yeah, no, great. Great. We Believe um, is really emotional. We believe, we believe in God, God the, Father. the Father. Yeah, We, we believe, believe in Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah, that's really good. Um, okay. Okay. We can start now. That's, all, that's just something I did want to say. No, I'm glad you... I'm actually really glad you brought that up. Um, Everyone go listen so, to them. I'm visually reacting again because the cat's... Do- she, I swear she was just not doing anything and then as soon as I start recording she starts like doing really odd things. Anyway, um, okay. actress Constance Wu, who you likely know from Crazy Rich Asians, Hustlers and slash or Fresh Off the Boat, has recently released a collection of essays um, as a book uh, and gone on a press tour to promote it. So in this press tour she's covered several events um, that have occurred throughout her career, including um, an alleged sexual harassment or ongoing sexual harassment at the hands of a producer from Fresh Off the Boat, as well as an infamous tweet she posted after Fresh Off the Boat was renewed for its final season in 2019 that resulted in her basically kind of getting cancelled and um, she is also... Sorry. I couldn't not react to I it. I know. It was so loud. Um, <laughs> Anyway, she also, so in a lot of these interviews she's been doing, um, she's basically said that the aftermath of that tweet, which for those who don't know, the show got renewed and she basically said, so upset right now that I'm literally crying. Ah, fuck. And for people at the time that came across as, you know, obviously people got angry because they thought you're not grateful that this show that helped launch your career is being renewed when in reality obviously she'd had a very allegedly had a very traumatic experience with one of the producers of the show and I think just wanted the show to end and then there's also the conversation around the fact that these uh, people get stuck in tv contracts for very long periods of time but it ended up resulting in her um having an act another Asian American actress messaging her essentially telling her that um she it was a blight on the Asian community, uh, and she then essentially, um, Constance Wu, basically com- attempted to commit suicide mm. and was sent to the ER by her friend, and now she's only just coming back to the internet now after mm. three a three year hiatus. So that's the the long and short of it. Um, to start, were you aware of the Constance Wu Twitter? saga that whole thing happened yeah yeah i remember when it happened i had no idea yeah i remember when when she tweeted it. i think i saw a few articles around it um mm-hmm. and because i think it was public knowledge before this that she um had attempted suicide i'm pretty sure I don't oh was it oh i didn't yeah, know i'm that. pretty sure okay. um unless i've completely made that up um but i i was fairly certain that it was so or at least i'd sort of mm-hmm. heard about her stepping back from the internet and such, which be, mm. being an interesting time for some someone like her to do it because she was really on the precipice of like a massive explosion in her career because um, yeah. she'd just done Crazy Rich Asians as well. Um, and so, then Hustlers, right? Hustlers was yeah, 20. Yeah, and Hustlers. 20? Yeah. Sounds right, yeah. Um, yeah. But, no, I, I mean, I we kind of spoke about this a little bit, I think it was last week or the week before maybe, um, but about how those like online moralistic pylons that people do, what is essentially like online bullying, I guess, or hate or whatever, but they're like veiled under this sort of moral um, guise or or something like that. That is that like really is what this just seemed like to me again with sort of people coming for her when she said, damn, the show's been cancelled or whatever. Um, coming for her and then some like another actor coming for her in that way being like you are ungrateful in whatever terms that they said it and I can understand how initially someone's reaction would be to say how ungrateful because what an amazing Mm. role and blah 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 one of those things where like it goes to show you never know what's actually going on behind closed doors um and that yeah people will just sort of jump on a moral angle of an argument um over like and sort of justify their behavior or reaction towards someone in that way and that kind of is what this seems like even though it doesn't seem like such a the initial tweet people would have never thought 
beyond that, I imagine, because it seemed it was kind of like an inconsequential thing, I suppose. Uh, but mm. yeah, I don't know. That's like what it sort of screamed to me. When yeah, I first read it's it. sort of yeah. I mean, because you can. I guess it's so true that somebody. And it also it that we make decisions about just posting things online in a very like yeah often very spur of the moment kind of sometimes you just post things going fuck it I'm gonna post this or whatever especially Twitter because Twitter's just kind of like um it's just words posting random thoughts and feelings and jokes and whatever and so I guess for her this thing had just happened and she just in that moment decided to post something Mm. on the spur of the moment but it just the way that the internet can react to things online it's it's like the often people give the words and the things that are uploaded so much weight and oh, sometimes they des- sometimes they deserve weight like if it's you yeah. know a web series like something that's been given time and money and stuff yeah but a tweet it's like people have had their lives ruined because they posted a bad joke on twitter you know totally. um and i'm not specifically talking about you know like racist things or anything but mm. just like in poor taste jokes like people yeah. who aren't famous yeah. have had that happen to them and so it's it's crazy how something that somebody didn't even really think about that deeply and was just kind of doing it in a point of emotional turmoil mm-hmm. can have such far-reaching effects on their life when in reality the that kind of decision making and those small decisions just to post something on twitter it really shouldn't have that kind of result and yet that's that's the sort of culture that's been created on in those online spaces yeah um it's crazy and it's like i mean it's an argument a lot of people bring up all the time regarding um you know in the if you told your grandparents that like every random comment that you'd ever said uh would be amplified to like you know millions of people and you would be held accountable to every poor taste joke that you ever made and like all those kinds of things it would be like a shocking, unbelievably crushing weight that would fall upon them. Um, and that's why I also like, I'm so scared for kids who've grown up with this stuff because yeah. there are just some things you should, you can be allowed to sort of do and say and work things out without having to be held accountable for them. Mm-hmm. E.g. that kind of a tweet. Like she didn't yeah. incite, you know, a no violence. Like it was, it's so a pretty- whatever, like- even if it was, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. even if it was just left at, like, we'd never found out about the assault. Yeah. It was just that she was coming across as a bit ungrateful. And? So what? I know. Well, this so is. So what? I know. <laughs> this is what I wrote. And I said, you know, particularly in her case here, um, it shows the sort of increase in appetite of, like, consumers to constantly look for circumstances in which like trauma has occurred in order to make someone's like inclusion in a conversation valid or like points valid. So like she couldn't express disdain towards her show being renewed without an explanation requiring an element of trauma to legitimize it. You know, if she'd come out and said she simply didn't like the script or like she just didn't think it was a good show, whatever, then people would have still been down her throat. It required a traumatic event yeah. behind it some sort of like you know some and something the internet finds like validly traumatic yeah um to in order to legitimize like why she didn't want to do it like yeah sure it may seem, come across as ungrateful but like how many times do people in the world say something ungrateful every single yeah. day like it's just yeah. and you know there are there is something to be said for like don't post every thought you have online um totally and like obviously you don't want to say that in the context of this because it led to like such a horrible um circumstance Mm -hmm. afterward for her for her and a really like terrible um mental health episode for her but that and that and that is valid as well that people probably shouldn't post every single thing that they're thinking online but behind what she was thinking was something far more serious so it's like i don't know i just think there's just gonna be a little bit of give just a bit of give for people to just say things and it not matter Especially when the things this yeah inconsequential. So like this, I get that for people, it's like this show had this. It was incredibly important for yeah. the Asian American community in terms of of there being, you know, a show that represented their experiences or, or you know, mm-hmm. and I think that that's, but like that what she said that was not slandering the show. It just was. Obviously, she just didn't want to do the show anymore. Yeah. And she's allowed to not want to do the show anymore. Like, it just doesn't have to have... It just seems that, like, such small mistakes end up having such far-reaching consequences that Mm. um, 
that don't, yeah, don't really need to have them. The other thing I thought was interesting that Drew Barrymore mentioned, they didn't really touch on this completely in the interview, but was the idea of, like, even if the reason was just that she was stuck in, like, a 10-year TV contract, because that happens to people where they end up in contracts. That happens to most of them. Where they, as people worry, they don't want to be in those, like Riverdale, for example, yep. where they're just like stuck doing a show they don't want to do and they don't have a choice because they're in, under contract. So yep. that in and of itself is also a valid reason to just be like, I just want to do other work, you know? 100%. And, um, and yeah, and yeah. I think to like further that point of, um, you know, people saying things that are relatively like inconsequential and then people going down their throats, it's like so often people will go mental at celebrities over things that they're posting that aren't like political or controversial. It'll just be like them going about their day in a slightly jarring way or in a slightly, you know, like it's, it's a slightly more bougie way than anybody else lives their life. I think, I mean, good example is probably uh, when Kim made that um, comment about nobody wants to work these days or whatever um, in the, in, the variety interview which we're going to talk about in the kardashians thing which you know people kind of understood what she meant and they but they took the they chose to sort of took the take the negative implication of what she said rather than just going okay i can't you know i do understand her general um point here and they turned it into something that was like an incredibly full-on backlash i'm not saying that there wasn't some merit to like to critic of criticism for for Kim in that scenario, but it did seem like completely outlandish comparatively to like many times where things have happened where people have said things that are like genuinely quite bad and haven't had that level yeah. of backlash. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it sort of yeah. just seems to things. Some things just sort of seem to steamroll, and it's really nothing. And and they just like uh, uh, like snowball and become bigger and bigger, like this big avalanche when the original sin was pretty tame. Yeah, and I think it just means that, like, the back, the backlash, the constant mm. backlash ends up not having that much of an effect because, like, you even yeah. see in that episode of The Kardashians um, where they're talking about that happening with Kim, that Chloe's just like, this. it's never going to stop. It just no. is what it is. So, like, they would sometimes when there's valid criticism aimed at them, they're not going to receive it because they just get it for everything. Exactly. And so it's like it just makes any kind of backlash just like if you were on the receiving end of it, you'd just be like, well, I can't fucking do anything right, so why even try? Exactly, exactly. Um, I also think, like, before we move on, she made this really interesting point in the inter- – Constance Wu, sorry, made yeah. this really interesting point in the interview with Drew Barrymore um, where she was talking about – like Asian American representation on television. Yeah. And she was talking about how like the only thing they have is like positive representation. She was like, that shouldn't, because yeah, right. I think that was a lot of what the backlash was, was from the Asian American community, but also that they, that they'd had this incredible representation. She was totally. sort of bad slandering it or whatever. It or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But she was like, but they also need like real and whole representation mm-hmm. of, of the Asian American community as like actual human beings. And I yeah, think fact. that that also extends for like all kinds of representation yeah. that it doesn't always have to be like positive, that it can of be course. having people play real whole characters that yeah. actually like are bad and good and funny and yeah. and interesting and boring yeah. and, you know, just yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, complexities yeah. of being a human being. So I just, Definitely. that isn't related to this happening, but I just thought that was an incredibly interesting point. And I, I like that she's kind of, you know, having these conversations in the interviews that she's yeah. doing about the book. Um, and I have a lot of respect for her. She's very well spoken and um, oh, yeah, same. seems, she, I like her. She seems uh, to, yeah. yeah. No, I agree with that point. And I, I'm like a big proponent of that as well. I find like to avoid sort of a wave of like very sort of to- tokenistic um, box ticking, like uh, sort of television and filmmaking and stuff that seems to happen nowadays where a lot of it is just to, um, make you look like you've gone to the effort of representation and uh, probably meaning that a lot of the decision makers are still like white or predominantly white, predominantly male in most yeah. cases. And so therefore they're too scared to actually make an Asian American character who is a, a bad person or what or whatever in whatever representation kind of category that you're talking, it always tends mm-hmm. to be like something that's very positive, something that um, yeah. 
is very safe for like a white con controlled network to put their kind of backing behind because it makes them look good. They've not offended anyone in the process. They've ticked their box, but it's not actually storytelling that like these communities deserve and that, you know, white, you know, general Caucasian people get in every type of show about yeah. it, you know, that features them, which is every show. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I agree. I yeah. think that's a really interesting point. Yeah. Um, should um, we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Uh, all right. So last week, SNL parodied the Try Guys video statement regarding Ned Fulmer's cheating scandal. So they've subsequently come under fire for making fun of the Try Guys and they're taking the scandal seriously rather than making fun of Ned Fulmer and what he did. Uh, Sarah, what did you think of the SNL skit? Um, I wrote that I've never been more, you know, that Simpsons like meme or whatever. It's like old man shakes fist at cloud. <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that was me when I yeah. read this. I've never like been that more. I just like, how, 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 how are we talking about this again? <laughs> how, how has this happened? Like, how have the Try Guys got a fucking second wind out of this nonsense? Yeah. Like they people can this is actually, the best thing that's ever happened to the Try Guys. Literally the best thing that's ever happened to them. Mm -hmm. The worst thing that's ever happened to me personally because I've had to talk about it <laughs> twice now. And that's what two times too many. It's three times too many. I shouldn't have even known what yeah. they, who they were. Like I actually like I I can't I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And everyone can like kick and scream at me online if they fucking see this about how I'm um, delegitimizing the pain of the trauma sufferers, aka the guys who weren't cheated on, whose friend cheated on someone. Like, I don't fucking understand. <laughs> anyway, like, I'm just like, I, whatever. Like, you, you say whatever you want to. I will not ever try to rationalize the reaction. I will never even try to understand. Usually I'm trying to be pretty understanding about where people are coming from in like every side of an argument, even if I don't agree with it. I will refuse. I refuse to try to understand where these people are coming from that are upset about this and else get. So, yep, that's how I feel I, about it. No, I like the thing is I understand with the whole Try Guys thing happening, right, that like one, Ned Former did the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not opposed to the fact that he got kicked out. Um, I, I, no, if that's what they needed to do within their professional contact context and they – Obviously, yeah. there's, there might be things going on behind the scenes, other things that he's done that warranted yeah. that to happen. I'm yeah, not opposed sure. to that. Sure. Do you know I'll what get I mean? on board. Like, I'll get made, on board. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They made the decision that they made within their company that was right yeah. for them. Cool. But for them, for SNL to not be allowed to poke fun at the Try Guys or the situation is so bizarre because the skit itself, it wasn't like fully like make that, that, what, calling them idiots or something. No. It was just making fun of them and it was funny like i genuinely thought yeah. it was a good snl skit and i often watch snl i'm like not it's not that funny but yeah. i genuinely like liked that they made the choice to kind of um to poke fun at the fact that you know no one actually knows who the fuck the try try guys are, are and that it's this huge scandal and like there's even this bit where the because it's the way that they've done the skit is as like a news a news program mm -hmm. and the woman who's like the news anchor is like okay so back to real news or whatever mm. you know because it's like that they, what they're poking fun at isn't necessarily like the try guys themselves but just the fact that this has turned into this huge media storm yeah and we're all acting like the try guys are the most important media company to like ever exist and that's funny like no, it's of course not it is the idea that they're making fun of of you know that they're not they're making fun of the victims is so ridiculous because they're just poking fun at the whole situation i didn't realize um, the other three try guys were the children of the guy who cheated because as far as i'm concerned aren't they the vic the victims of exactly! the situation the he has three so adult children then is that what they're saying <laughs> because like that's like literally what i could only assume by their reaction it's really um I agree because it's like the people that are the victims are the, the wife yeah. and the, the kids, right? Yeah. yeah. But then there's this whole the, – uh, the other thing I loved about this skit was the guy um, who's the, like the correspondent was like, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. understand the balance of power or whatever. Yeah, He's yeah, a yeah. try guy and she's a food baby. 
<laughs> it was really yeah, funny. It was funny. And it, yeah, it, it, it was it, just it was it made the perfect amount of fun of the situation. It also made fun of yeah. like how preposterous and over dramatic that video they made was yes. of them sitting on the couch <laughs> because it was. It was completely mm-hmm. ridiculous. They could have just released a statement. The three of them staring down the barrel of the camera like they were literally like delivering an address to the nation. One and of them, one like, of them the, dressed the as a pop star. And the other's like, it's just so bizarre. Like, one of them's about to go on stage with Queen. And then the other two are in, like, button-up shirts. Like, it just makes no sense. Like... It, it's so random to any person. You can who really like, tell they used to work for BuzzFeed. Oh fucking um, if you can. Yeah. It's like yeah. you know. Um No, it was But sorry, Yeah, I mean No, I'm just looking at my notes, I'm like, I don't really know if I Walmart. Oh, that people were tweeting things like um there were all these tweets being like there were so many other ways they could have made fun of this. I'm like, what other ways that would have been right. funny? Like what other ways could they have made fun of like they were like, why couldn't they have made fun of Ned or, you know, I'm like, what, but what, it just probably wouldn't have been that funny. Well, there's nothing to make fun of. What would they be parodying? Parry, parodying. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. It's so. He's, were they parodying one notes app post? It's yeah. going to go for very long. And then, so, and then it's yeah, sketch. exactly. Like, like, there was a tweet as well. Someone saying it's, this has 70,000 likes or 67,000 likes. Jesus. Is it? Is it just me or is it kind of screwed up that they are making fun of a power dynamic in all capital letters of a sexual relationship between a company's founder and one of its employees? People love like power dynamic and, and power imbalance are like the, that though people love it. Love the idea of a power imbalance. Um, I think so. so is the answer, I'm just getting this correct. I'm on my Pierce Morgan shit now. That you may never have sex or a relationship with anyone again unless you meet them in a prescribed, like, mating pod that people on Twitter <laughs> find you and they find you a, a, a person who has the exact same birthday as you to avoid any allegations of power dynamics or grooming. And and also they must have a job, I guess, that earns the exact same amount of money as you to the dollar, um, but in a completely different industry. So there's never a chance of you engaging in a workplace-based relationship. Is that the answer? <laughs> Yeah, like I know oh, I'm being, I know. I know I'm being, I'm, I'm being overdramatic no, and whatever. I get what you mean. But like, what the fuck? Like, like, am I going I get, insane? No, like I like, get that the, that it's an issue for an employer to have a sexual relationship with an employee. Like it actually within I get reason, it. depending on the employer and the employee. That is what I'm saying. Okay, sure, sure. I think as a blanket rule, it's generally like if you were. If you were a founder mm. of a company, you found out that one of your co-founders was fucking one of your employees and you didn't know, it would be pretty like, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? It would. I, I get it. But I also still agree that this whole thing has like, been completely blown out of proportion. Yeah. And the, the internet's love of the idea of a power imbalance is like, I think the issue here is not necessarily that like there's a huge power imbalance, but just that like it, it was just a shitty thing for him to do. Yeah. No. To, to his wife, but also I get it to the other founders. Yeah, because it's like, but it's not. He it's didn't not a dramatic kill power. No, I just, I just, yeah, it's the. I think, the idea of like a CEO and a secret a secretary is such a. He's like yes, that's that's a power imbalance. That is a. A situation where someone is extremely senior and, and extremely junior, say. But like, right. I just don't think that the the the, uh, the argument of power imbalance with someone who is a producer who's also like part of their entertainment uh, like team as well, because she's right. whatever a food baby is, um, and I, I I don't know what that <laughs> is, but like, she's that, no. and like they there's not that alarming of a difference. It's like if your boss and your like. Two I C, we're in a relationship. It's not that big of a power right. imbalance. Like it's just, it's not yeah. that major of a power imbalance for people to be like this alarmed by the existence of the relationship. It's actually quite normal for people in workplaces to have relationships. It's it's right. pretty fucking normal. And if you're the the, the CEO, CEO or the founder, there is no one above you unless he has a relationship with the other three of them. And perhaps that's why they're so upset. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I just like, I just feel like this specific circumstance is such a, I don't, it's such a reach. It's such a reach that I really yeah. am like, feel like I'm going insane. And it's making me just like, want to like, I don't know, like T-Rex through any allegations <laughs> of like power dynamics that ever get made again, because I'm like, I can't hear the word again. 
that's, I was, that's um, it. I was actually a supervisor mm. at a cafe. Yeah. And I had a relationship with someone who was um, one of the front of house floor staff. So you uh, groomed the front of house floor staff. Yeah. It's a bad power dynamic. You abused your... I abused seniority. my power as a, as a, as a 21-year-old um, floor supervisor. Yeah. I abused my power and had a relationship with um, someone who was the same age as me and a man. But no, but no, no, Hannah, because... because you, and the mating pod, that's not how it works. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. The cat just knocked over the computer. The oh. My phone, my phone camera. Oh, well, what happened to your I mean, computer? It's fine. My computer's oh. fine. She just oh. knocked over the entire tripod. Hannah's computer for anyone. Well, you guys won't see. the. You'll see the camera part of it, I suppose. Anyway, Hannah's computer just went sideways on my camera. Oh, did it? Yeah, it just, like, I, I think, think the screen got knocked okay. right back. Uh, anyway, yeah, sorry. I'm going to – I will calm down now. I don't know. It just gets me – this specific story, it just – they're really getting get me it. riled up. They're getting me I get it. upset. It's because it's um, very ridiculous. It's very yeah, ridiculous. Um, yeah. Um, oh, just, I don't know. I think, it, yeah, I guess that's, there is an element of it that frustrates me that's like, I think it sort of bastardizes the idea of like a genuinely power, uh, a, a relationship in which a power dynamic is being abused in that way and sort of, you know, makes makes it seem more frivolous Um takes away the weight of it for, for yeah. events in which it actually is applicable and is a serious thing. Um, and, you know, the more it, it, it's such a problem of the internet, but the more a word just gets saturated beyond belief for things that aren't, you know, that we all know deep down aren't really that big of a deal, um, the more it takes away from, from times where it is a very, where it is something to be taken seriously. So I guess that's the root of why it makes me so annoyed. Um, it's also yeah. just so, it's, yeah, it's pretty, I think it's also the optics of the fact that it's this random group of men that no one had ever heard of before. Like, I literally, I posted it on the podcast. I was like, what the fuck? Who are the Try Guys? And why is this so big? I know. Uh, Anyway, should we move on? Yes. Um, So (laughs) Hannah's computer's about to die and she doesn't have another cord. The mic and the computer are plugged, plugged in by the same cord. So now Hannah's using her headphones as her mic. Just be prepared that there's about to be quite an alarming audio difference, unless I figure out a magic way to fix it in, in post, which I won't. Um, so because I never um, do. I'm very sorry, Sarah, and I'm very sorry to all our listeners for this um, event. Um, That's fine. We might be able to switch back. So let's just yeah. let Hannah's computer charge for a bit. In the meantime, a quick word from our sponsor. Uh, this episode is proudly brought to you by me deciding to throw two cans of soup on the banana statue in Fitzroy. Uh, just like those girls threw two uh, cans of soup on the Van Gogh painting. So are you planning on throwing the cans of soup on the banana or you already have? I'm planning on doing it. Oh, I, I'll join you. Yeah. I actually Maybe. think the banana got defaced. It did, didn't it? Didn't its head get cut off? Oh, mm, I don't know about that. I think it when got it first went, but When it first got erected, it, um, yeah. it's... Uh, it's kind of funny calling it erected because it's yeah. banana and it got erected. Yeah. Uh, it, its head got chopped off. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not, remember, there, it's not there anymore, I don't think, either. Like, it's had to go because it kept getting continuously defaced, but I'm not sure. Maybe. maybe I love that, that whole thing that happened with that because it was so, oh. people were so, like... Me, me too. Yeah, its head got chopped off. Its head yeah. got chopped off. I have video, photo evidence. Please send it to me. Perth now, police closer to finding person responsible for attempted, attempted decapitation, I think it was. Imagine being the artist that created that. I know. Yeah, Imagine looking at yourself spends- in the mirror and going, I fucking made that. What a piece of shit. I can't. Hang on. $20,000 it costs In a Melbourne council won't commit to returning controversial fruit sculpture. It, yeah. It cost twenty thousand dollars. I remember because everyone was in on the Yarra, Yarra Residents Collective <laughs> um, went mental because no one's lawns had been. Oh, no one. Uh, the nature strip hadn't been mowed, and none of the parks had been mowed. And then they spent twenty thousand dollars on the banana statue. So yeah, yeah, that was for, for us. Um, was a big was a big deal when the banana yeah, statue. Very good out. council decision making. Yeah, we love the Yarra Council. Um, what what percent right, your laptop on? Seven. 
Cool. All right. We'll keep going for a little bit. Maybe one, one, like give us a yell when it's at like 15 or something. Yeah, okay, well. Yeah, cool. All right. Because <laughs> it's bad. I'm leaving this cool. part in also. Yeah, excellent. Um, yeah. All right. <clears throat> so another week, another Kardashians episode. Um, we haven't spoken about them in a minute, so we thought we'd sit down and watch the latest offering on Disney+. Plus. In this week's episode, Martha Stewart comes over for lunch. Kim gets in trouble for saying women don't want to work anymore and Chris has a hip replacement surgery. Uh, we were also going to just discuss the Kardashians sort of in general at the moment within the context of the show. Uh, Hannah, where would you like to begin with the episode? Uh, well, I actually watched the last three episodes because I hadn't oh, seen them. Oh, did you? Them. Nice. Yeah, so I kind of, I kind of, it was kind of good though because it meant I had a bit of a pre, yeah. preamble to the latest episode. Um, I think, I I'm pretty sure this was in the most recent one, but there's yeah. a bit where Kendall and Kylie apparently, or Kim says to Chloe, that yeah. Kendall and Kylie are worried about how skinny Chloe is. No, that's in the one before. Okay. But some of the things, the, the way it's new, the new version of the show, mm. it's, I know that it's always been fake and manufactured, mm. but there's something about this iteration of it that just feels so deeply forced and fake. Like, even that conversation, I was like, that's not real. Like, Kylie yeah. and Kendall did not say we're worried about Chloe's weight. They just yeah. used that as, like, a way to talk about it because, obviously, everyone's talking about Chloe's weight. And yeah. so it was a way for them to open up that conversation, to address it and say Chloe's fine um, and also keep the storyline going, I guess, of, like, Chloe's trauma or, what, or the experiences yeah. she's had recently. Yeah. But... It just feels, everything feels so contrived. And I kind of used to love the fakeness of it. But now I'm actually really just like, the their obsession with being skinny and their obsession with food and body image is so intense. Yeah. And it's always been intense, but now it feels so like they have not progressed with the rest of the world and the rest of the way that the rest of the world kind of talks about bodies now, that it just feels kind of gross like yeah. I don't I can't see past anymore yeah it's interesting I actually found um well I, I mean two, two two points off of the back of that the first being that I think Courtney's bit was kind of refreshing where she was talking about how she's put on weight and feels better than ever that was really nice Completely. I thought and I think mm. and I'm wondering whether they put that in purposely as a bit of a counterpoint to how eerily weird uh kim and chloe's discussions about sort of weight yes. loss have been um at the moment like particularly around like the obviously then the, the backlash with the met gala dress and kim having to lose weight to fit into that and then chloe um being quite obvious quite obviously skinny at the moment and that kind of thing mm -hmm. i thought courtney's was very nice um second thing off the back of that of what you said i agree i think and i've actually seen people talking about this on tiktok a lot the show feels very different particularly in this season like the mm -hmm. first season of the Disney Plus show, it was contrived, but it was like shiny and it was a bit, mm -hmm. you were a bit more distracted. It felt like more was happening within the season. Uh, and at least it, there was sort of more storylines, like they were going more places. There were more events you could track to the, right. to the right. episodes. Whereas this is sort of giving, keeping up with the Kardashians contrivedness, but with the new shiny aspect to it, which is making it seem like even more, not um, not camply scripted, but like just like weird, like kind of weirdly mm. scripted, like really fakely yeah. scripted, not in the service of it being kind of like a dodgy, shitty kind of reality show, but in the service yeah. of it just pushing a really specific narrative mm -hmm. about how they want to be seen or how they want to respond to certain uh, things that have come out in the media, how, yeah. you know, and what emotional reaction they want listeners to elicit within a uh, uh, viewers to elicit elicit within a viewer when they watch it, it's feeling a lot more constructed, like than it ever has. Um, particularly, yeah, like you're saying, these conversations that are clearly entirely made up, which they've always done, but uh, yeah, feeling like they've just gone, okay, we're in trouble for X, Y, and Z. So Kim's going to reference that, and then that's going to get her exact point across in a completely inorganic way, but it's going to help us do damage control in like the best way we know how or something. I don't know. Yeah. And not only just damage control, but also like I, well, after I saw that scene where Kim mentioned that Kendall and Kylie are worried about Chloe's weight. Yeah. I then Googled uh, kind of Kendall and Kylie for some reason 
and I saw an article from back when that episode aired of like Kendall and Kylie worried for Chloe kind yeah. of thing. So it sort of allows it's like they know the headlines that are going to be grabbed from from the show because they're giving the press these tidbits. Same as Kylie sort of addressing like bouncing back after pregnancy and the pressure and that kind of thing like it feels like every time they have a conversation you can read the headline that's going to come out of it or the reason that they're having the conversation and what angle they're taking yeah um and it just feels that I don't think you get we're getting any of the kind of pure joy or funniness that the original show kind of had even in its later seasons it still had the kind of like Art Vandelay is like an mm, example mm. of that. Um, maybe it's because Scott's not in it anymore. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's probably not the reason. But um, also, the it feels like they're being, um, some of them are being like forced together, as in there'll be a scene with like Kendall and Chloe together or Kendall and Kim. Yeah. And you're kind of like, I know that you weren't intending to hang out. It feels like you don't hang out very often. Yeah. Um, none of these relationships or interactions feel kind of natural and I think you can also just tell obviously Chloe's like been through the ringer Mm. and I think because she's the one that commits kind of the most time to the show yeah but she almost seems like she's just like doesn't want to be doing it oh totally I think so yeah I'm wondering like also the way that they structure the episodes is so different from like a usual traditional um reality series which is you'd have your three a b and c storylines um that would thread through the whole and this is like most tv shows work this way that will thread through your entire ep so you'll keep coming back to your a storyline your b and 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 so it goes like more of a Mm -hmm. slightly less of b even less of c and that's kind of how it works but have you noticed in, in the in the current season you'll have like an entire chunk just in the first 15 minutes and then you don't come back to that you've got a whole new story in the second 15 or then there's a five minute in, little bit of Courtney. And then you just go back to some other thing, another random story completely at the end. And it's like something that you probably like the Kim variety interview, which traditionally would have been the A story for that episode yeah, is yeah. the last five minutes of the app. Yeah. And I don't know if they're changing on purpose, like because of streaming and the way people's like uh, uh, viewing habits have changed. Right. If they're changing how they structure an episode to keep people to watch till the end yeah. and put a whole chunk yeah. right at the end, or not? I don't. I, think I don't so. know. Um, because that variety thing, I totally agree. Felt weird, and I was like, "Well, hang on, we're not getting the end of this storyline, but it yeah. feels like the end of that storyline is now going to be the first like half of the next episode. next episode." It's a, it's a strange um, way. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel. As if, I don't, even though it's actually, it, in many ways, it feels a more organic insight into their life. It, it feels more contrived in the same way. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not so it much. It tells set up us a lot lines. about them, but not really. Like yeah. In, I also I found it really interesting um, when they did the variety interview mm. because, like, when you're watching the original video of that, you're getting the variety shot, which is like just a yep. shot of the girls. And when you're watching it on the show, you're seeing the interviewer and you're kind of seeing how strange and awkward that whole setup was because they're all dolled up as though for a shoot and they're standing around, placed, you know, around these boxes or whatever they are. And then the interviewer is off camera asking the questions. Um, It's like they lit up like statues on this massive set. And it just that felt so like stilted and kind of odd to watch and like yeah kind of felt like it was taking you out of the the facade of them it was just i don't know it was weird i just found that really yeah no particularly... that angle that particularly showed like how even though they were all talking to each other because kim had chosen the exact pose that she physically looked best in in that outfit so couldn't move so she's talking to chloe who's behind her or someone who's behind her but is not turning to face her Right. And that's why it felt so, so bizarre. Weird. And they were all doing the yeah. same thing. So they were talking and they would move their eyes, but they're not moving their fucking heads to speak to people because they're in yeah. – and they're not using their hands to speak, you know, as much because it's like she's in the pose and if she moves, yeah. like, the dress won't look the exact way it should. And so, yeah, it's yeah. fucking weird. It is like watching dolls come to life. Um, but yeah, it was I nice that they um, put the batteries in MJ for this episode. Uh on that note, I'm on 13%, so shall I switch yep. back? go back. I'm assuming we're leaving this in. Yeah. Yeah, cool. 
Well, probably. I don't know. I, I mean, it depends how long or how successful the mic turnover is right now. Like, is it just going to happen? Are we just going to be back on mic any second? I now? think so. Oh, my God. Wow, guys. You've really got to peek okay, under the on. hood. Uh, if right. that's an expression. I think we're good. Yeah. So uh, what I was also going to add as well is I've already kind of said this, but um, I just think that the that there's something about them now that's like, I know they were always image obsessed, but it feels like so much more intense. And I like, it's just kind of, they're just so obsessed with their bodies and they're always talking yeah. about who looks skinny and they're constantly, it's constant. It's like every yeah. single scene, there's someone talking about how they look. It'll be like, you look really skinny. And then they'll have a conversation about something. And yeah. it's just like, is this, what we're doing is this what your lives revolve around and it literally is like even kim when they're at fashion week and she gets she comments on how like she's like oh, i'm letting my there's no restrictions stamp letting myself eat whatever i want yeah and then later on brings pasta to kendall she's like oh having pasta for a fashion show i'm like can we just like have a conversation that's like i know not about food and your body for like five minutes i know um well, I think it's it's an anyway. interesting thing about no no no. I understand. I totally understand what you're saying, and I think they probably it's probably impossible to edit around that stuff as well for yeah. them. Um, but but more to the point about the it feeling like so much more contrived and weird and and stuff now. I think I'm wondering if it's because in the initial years and even like leading up to sort of before this iteration of the show, the new Disney Plus version of the show, their cultural capital came almost not i'm not going to say by accident because none of it was by accident but sort of by like a comedy of errors of things kind of piling up and giving them this cultural cachet that they uh found their way into and obviously did work you know to build scandal within their own lives to like get there but now they it literally feels like they have a like five-year calendar of when certain things are going to drop and the level of cultural sort of impact and particularly around fashion like fashion mm -hmm. shows photo shoots this that and the other not so much the personal scandal stuff which has kind of always been there but it feels like things like the met gala and stuff it's all built up really strategically now to be like okay so in october kim's gonna do this which will boost her ca cultural capital plus 10. she's gonna there's gonna be a slight dip in november because she's gonna go get some sort of surgery and she won't be able to go out and get her photo taken for the next month but in december we know she's going to appear at x fashion show and she's going to wear x slightly controversial thing which is going to be plus 20 on the cultural capital like that's actually how it feels like mm. it's mapped out like a bank mm. account and i've spoken about this before but I don't know why it's just, there's something about that that is feeling more and more contrived every day. Um, and I think it's because they've like worked out a way now to somehow like, I don't know, bank, bank cap cultural capital rather than actual capital. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, I think that you can see the cogs turning now. Mm. It's, it's sort of like, I totally agree. You can just see the cogs turning. And I just think that their show, the way the show's done now as well is like you can see that the way that it's done and how it's, yeah, just you can see how that's also connecting to the events that have happened in their lives. And it's yeah, it's all, you. It, I'll still keep watching. That's the bizarre of course, thing. Of course, but like yeah. it's like I, it just feels, yeah. Even like Kendall flipping houses. Oh I'm like, God. you don't want to flip. I just don't believe that you have. I'm pretty sure they just did that so that they could get Scott into an episode, to be honest. No, or, or I don't even know, just to give houses. Kendall something to do. Yeah. What, what was she doing? Her random friend, that guy that's always around? I don't know. Fire Some of the, it's like It's like they think that they that things that they enjoy are interesting to people. It's like that's not, we're not yeah. interested in Kendall flipping houses or like that. I think they think their lives are interesting inherently and it's like that your lives aren't that interesting like we don't yeah. care about kendall's passion for flipping houses like we no people are watching for drama and for and for humor yeah to see your the relationships between definitely. your family yeah not definitely kendall going and flipping houses with her friend whatever his friend her friend's name is her Jonathan, and i think that whatever he's, yeah yeah like that we're going to be interested in their interests it's like we're not no. we just we it's about the your relationships with each other yeah. how you interact with each other, whether that's drama or entertainment or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Or at least, anyway. or at least they're the brands that are relevant to the consumer who also watches the TV show because none of us are buying Kendall's flipped houses. 
Um, right, right. Kim buying, going to Fashion Week. Yeah. Kim going to Fashion Week, picking out the outfits, that yeah. kind of stuff. Also that kind of stuff that's like inherently interesting to us because it's related to Peek behind the curtain. them as peeking behind the curtain. Yeah. We're, that's why we're interested in Kim because of fashion. We're not interested mm-hmm. in Kendall because of house flipping. Of course, um, yeah. You know, I, um, so. Can we also talk about um, how in Chris's hip replacement storyline that Kim immediately went to the um, conclusion of going, oh, like what other work can you get done while you're while you're going under. in for yeah, it, while yeah. you're under. And I was just like, fucking hell. Like, I wonder how many times a year they all go under the knife and we just have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it would happen so often. I want, And it's interesting because they would have to, like, have a constant stream of content coming out so yeah. that nobody suspects anything. It takes yeah. a long time to heal. Fucking even, like, face stuff because yeah. they couldn't hide it. I know, it's interesting. And also, like, uh Chris seems to be the only one that speaks openly about having had work done. Yeah. Because she was talking about, like, having had a something here on her chin yeah. done and, like, her boobs. Like, she's the only one that seems to even allude to the fact that she's had work done or is the rest of them just, like, pretend? I know. It's yes, so strange. Um, it's bizarre. Yeah, and the Martha Stewart thing also. Why, did you notice how she seemed like she wouldn't even look them in the eye? Like, Martha Stewart, the whole episode, was, like, actively hating every single one of them and was avoiding eye contact the entire time. And wow. and it was it was an incredibly strange uh, interaction. I've never seen someone have so much outward disdain towards pe- a person's show they're appearing on. Have you seen what Martha Stewart said about them? No. And that lunch? No. So the only reason I know about this is because Laurie Hill, my queen, my, um, my I yeah. bring her up. Every episode. every episode, but she's incredible. Like, yeah. I, seriously, please start watching Laurie Hill's videos. I've seen some of them. I know you have, but anyone oh. who hasn't, listen, right, watch right. them. This one is about the ex- Chris and uh, not Chris, Kim and Chloe's extreme weight loss, and she was talking about the different methods that celebrities use to have that kind of extreme weight loss. And yeah. you know, a lot of them is like there's certain pills, medication you can take, but another one is like lap, essentially lap band surgery, where you get your yeah. stomach. They like halve or quarter the size of your yeah, stomach, so yeah, it's yeah. tiny, and it just stops you from being able to eat anything. Yeah. And she basically said she used a quote from Martha Stewart because Martha Stewart referenced referenced having lunch with them, and she was saying yeah. they had this beautiful lunch, like two courses and dessert. Yeah. Cooked by a new chef. She was like, but and it was with Chloe and Chris. So I'm assuming it was that specific lunch. Yeah. And she was like, they don't eat anything, like they barely touched their plates. And they'd had all this amazing food. She was like sitting there and they just barely touched anything. And that was what she said. And she was like, and it, she was like, they seemed happy with the chef because they were trying a new one, but it was, yeah. it was odd. They just didn't eat any of the food. And like, then in Laurie Hill's video, Laurie Hill was like, that's probably an indication potentially that they yeah. have had some kind of like that kind of lap band surgery. Cause they just can't eat. You just can't eat yeah, it's that much food. And people end up being like malnourished or whatever, because yeah. Um, because they just can barely get any food in. But I just found it interesting that Martha Stewart has just gone off and, like, said all this shit about that. But I think she was probably having this really odd experience in an incredibly orchestrated kind of, like, set-up environment, especially with, like, having not met Chloe before, like, not knowing anything. Even the fact that she asked Chloe, like, are you married? Like, obviously had no idea what they were about. So I think she was probably just, like, what is going what, on? What like, the fuck? Who yeah, are you? Totally. Like, yeah. Anyway. That's wild. Before before we move on, I want to bring up one more thing, which is what the fuck is the news c- channel that they source all these news clips? You know how, like, during in the show, they always, like, kind of cut back to these specific news reporters whenever there's, like, something that's happened in the press, and it's from yeah. some sort of news show called What's Popping, and it looks fake. The news I show looks not fake. That. And I'm wondering if it's related to Pop Sugar Monkey. I'm wondering if that's oh. actually the parent channel of of that that website. Because every time in the show it goes to this random news channel that looks like completely fake and I've never heard of before. And I've Googled I, and, it and it doesn't look real. No, it doesn't, does it? I don't think it's real. I've Googled it and it didn't come up. What's popping? It didn't come up. I think that's what it's called or something like that. I think it's oh. literally a fake one that, that they must have, they probably don't want to use, even though Disney owns ABC, so could use clips from ABC News, as in not ABC in Australia, but ABC in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so has, owns like hundreds of news programming, uh, you know, uh, pl- 
uh, channels that they could easily draw from and have no rights issues. So I'm not sure why we get what's popping unless it's a rights thing just in certain parts of the world. Don't know. I just keep noticing it. I'm like, what is this fucking That's fake That's so weird. News I did channel? not even notice that. Um, anyway, that was that was it. That was my last point. Um, bizarre. Sorry, I'm I hope if really someone else has noticed this, can you can you fucking DM us? Oh, I'm sorry that you have a bad stomach. No, it's just really weird. No, I can't concentrate. Okay, we're done. Uh, we're so done. It's a bit of basically. fun. Uh, no, it's very weird. I did not fucking notice that. I'm gonna yeah. keep an eye out for that now. Yeah. If someone uh, else right. noticed it, can you say it? Or unless I'm fucking geo blocked and I get what's popping. On it's there. blocking. Somehow yeah. they've geo blocked the news. Yeah. Uh, all right. So before we move on, we our closing segment today is um, emojis that shouldn't be used. Uh, we I found an article that was like basically saying you shouldn't use the thumbs up emoji anymore because people find it passive aggressive. I don't even know. I didn't read the article. I just yeah, neither did I. But um, we now are bringing our three emojis that we think just should no longer be in use. Sarah, yeah. do you want to start? The poo. Oh, okay. Why is that? Oh, just so lame. Yeah. In what context would you use the poo one? I don't know. It's such a, like, I feel like a lot of, like, people maybe that I work with who are, like, over 35 would use it thinking it's funny. Okay. Sounds a bit um, ageist, but. Yeah. Um, it is. Oh. Maybe, like, the poo emoji should just be changed to be poo because then you can, like, have a visual for poo without the little face. No, I don't like it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Mine are the like the actual names of the emojis I've discovered is a love you gesture and a sign of the horns, but it's this. Sorry. And that. oh yeah 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 like the the rock so, symbol yeah rock sim rock and roll and the other variation of that that has with the, the thumb, thumb out. out yeah yeah and it's not that yeah. they shouldn't be used at all they just shouldn't be used sincerely like anyone totally. that uses yeah. anyone that uses like um like going to the shops like oh I don't know just, yeah do you yeah know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so those. No, I would say I, the shaka also belongs in there. Oh my god, that should never be used, even ironically. Or it, uh, with your actual hand, it's just yeah, definitely. Well, that's the same thing. Is like I, I think like the crying, laughing emoji used ironically is fucking hilarious. But you would never use it seriously. I like used to use it ironically, and then now I just use it seriously. Well, I think that's what happens a lot of the time. Yeah, like I, also well, you know one... that I send the mouse, like the full, you know those like stickers. Like I fucking take a whole page. It's so of a funny. No, that. I yeah. agree. The same. My other favorite personal one is the crying, laughing emoji that's like on its side, sideways. It's great. and it's an X and it's a D. But the thing is, I use those so often. Yeah, that it looks serious, even though I find the emojis themselves funny. Totally. Yes. So I'm with you. Anyway, you're um, Okay, I hate the single teardrop one that people use to be like FML. Like, it's like. Oh, with like a little smiley. Yeah, and then it's just like oh, one I single teardrop. I hate that. I just find that really lame. I don't like anything that's like FML esque. Don't like oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Winky face. I yeah. hate it. I can't use it. I hate it. Uh, I, get- I would use winky face to be like, to you. Hey babe, what's up? Winky face. Like as I can't. That's a joke. A joke. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we're meaning in for all of these it can't be used sincerely. Yeah, yeah. I think if you use things as a joke, sure. Yeah. But using a winky face, I find it either like I know it's used to add tone to be like, I'm joking, but like that's, no, that's cringe creepy. in and of itself to me. Yeah. It's either creepy or it's passive aggressive. Like yeah. somebody <laughs> using a wink to be like to tell you off or to tell you to do something and then they wink. It's like, hey, next time can you unpack the dishwasher? Winky face, something like that, you mean? Something like yeah. something like that. Like I'm, yeah. try, they're trying to be playful but actually just comes across as like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I feel you. So yeah, no winky faces. I don't think I could use a winky face. Like I genuinely. Yeah, I would only capable. use it in the in the context of like, or if I was like commenting on like a photo of yours being like hot and like heaps of winky faces or something. That's yeah, that would be it. yeah. I'd message you and be like, "How's it going, lady?" With the yeah, winky yeah, face. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the other, my last one is, um, I hate. This isn't one single emoji, but the two eyes next to each other, like the Addison Ray mum eye. Like, do you know what I mean? They're like when people oh, have yeah, the two yeah. eyes. I'm and the over lips it. In the middle. Yeah, and the lips in the middle. I hate it. I'm over it. It's not funny anymore. It's done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's I just, still use yeah. it in some cases, but nah, I just fine. like I just feel like it's done. It's not. It's not got. It doesn't hit. It's either Addison Ray's mum or Miley. At yeah, Miley. yeah, 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 I yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mine is um, uh, 
I've got every one of the cycling ones screenshotted here. There's yeah. three variations of a cyclist in okay. different colored jerseys in yeah, front yeah, of yeah. a mountain. And then there's three different cyclists not in front of a mountain with three different colored jerseys. Yeah. I just think there doesn't need to be that many variations of cycling emojis. That's true. That's heaps of cycling. Like I'm fine with somebody using a single cycling emoji, but like they, this isn't even that you shouldn't use them. It's just that they shouldn't exist. Yeah. Like why they, do cyclists need that many emojis? Like they just need one. Yeah. That's it. There doesn't need to be six variations. I just think it's like stop putting. There's somebody at Apple who is an avid cyclist. Hundred percent, and a mountain cyclist as well. Clearly. Yeah, a mountain biker. Yes. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. It is. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Okay. If you listen this far in the episode, sorry about my microphone. Um, if you listen this far, and can you please comment on our new Instagram post? Um, something about Hannah's microphone. There you go. Yeah. And then um, also please follow us on Instagram, TikTok, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have Twitter, but we don't use it. Um, message us, review us on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts slash wherever please. you get your podcasts. Uh, it helps us a lot. And that's all, I think. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you very much for listening as always. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.